It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome again. This is Matt Hausman, your host for smartmoneyquestions.com and the Smart Money Questions podcast. Make sure to check out our website. In addition to the podcast, we have videos and white papers I think will be of good value there. Today, what I want to do is I'm going to go over, you know, we're coming, we're in January now, and there's many changes that have gone into effect that uh, increases in IRA contributions, how much uh, of your income is subject to Social Security taxes, all of that stuff, I'm going to go through and let you know what those changes are. In addition to a couple things I was reading over the holidays that I really thought was interesting because these things have been coming up over the course of the last six months when we have been talking with clients and new clients with regards to when to retire and where to retire. I know in the last podcast, I talked about dealing with the change of residency, but some of our uh, clients are talking about actually moving out of the United States and moving to other countries for their retirement. So I found a couple articles I thought were real interesting. We'll make sure to include the links to those articles in our show notes. But before we jump into that, let's make sure that we deal with a disclaimer. Please don't take any of the information or ideas or suggestions that I offer in today's show as direct advice for you. Please use it as information and education that you then can discuss with your advisor. Now, if you don't have an advisor or you would like for us to be your advisor, I'm more than happy to have that conversation with you. And it's real simple. All you have to do is go to www.speakwithmat.com. That's www.speakwithmat.com. And my online scheduler is right there. You can go right in. You can schedule a 15 or 30 minute phone conversation. And quite frankly, at the end of that first call, we're going to have a good idea. Does it make sense to have a second conversation? So again, very low key, go right into the online scheduler. You don't even have to get on the phone with anyone to schedule this. So again, speakwithmat.com, www.speakwithmat.com and schedule it there. So, all right, let's go ahead and get on to today's show. Okay, let's jump into this. The first thing I want to go over is for those of you that are already receiving Social Security benefits is effective December of 2019, they released the COLA increase that's effective for that payment, which you will see now in January because Social Security pays in arrears. It's going to be a 1.6% increase in your benefit payment. And many times when I'm talking to people, they look at that little percentage. Oh, it's only 1.6%. Who really cares? And they're not recognizing the long-term benefit of that. And when you compare that to most pension plans, most pension plans are stagnant payout. And what that means is, is if I'm receiving $2,000 today and I'm alive 25 years from now, I'm still only getting $2,000. So what happens is over the course of time, because of inflation, is that $2,000 really starts to lose buying power. But with Social Security, effective 1973, when they put COLA increases as a way to increase the benefit, 
is 1.6% increase effective for essentially your payments in 2020. If we just look at last year in December of 18, that then got paid out in all of 2019, it was a 2% increase. So now we're talking about over just a two-year period of time, a 3.6% increase in our Social Security benefits. Many times I talk about this with people that uh, come to the workshops that we do specifically on Social Security, and I talk about Social Security is probably the best money you have ever put into because of the current way that they are calculating payments, how fast, especially if you're a W-2 employee, how fast you are going to get back the money that you paid into the system. And then when you cap on top of that, the potential for COLA increases, it is a huge benefit opportunity. So I wanted to make sure everyone saw that. In addition, now, if you are looking to collect Social Security before your full retirement age in the tax years prior to that, so you're actually eligible for Social Security, your own benefit, as early as 62. What you want to be aware of, and I've seen numerous people have come into our office and they've got caught with this because they didn't recognize it, is that in the tax years prior to your full retirement age, if you are earning, that is W-2 earnings or any type of 1099 income that is subject to self-employment tax, they have increased the amount now for the what's called the earnings threshold. So now beginning in 2020, that earnings threshold, if you earn more than $18,240, Social Security has the right to then start to restrict what they are sending you in the form of your benefit payment. Now, only because it's the government in the year, in the tax year that you turn your full retirement age, is that in that case, you can earn up to $48,600 prior to your full retirement birth month then after that, you can earn as much as you want. So again, the earnings threshold prior to your full retirement age is only $18,240. In the year that you turn your full retirement age, it's $48,600. Again, this is just earnings, W-2 earnings or 1099 income subject to self-employment tax. So you want to make sure you are aware of that if you are looking or considering Social Security. One of the things that we do three or four times a year is I do do workshops specifically on understanding Social Security. If you have an interest there, make sure to check out smartmoneyquestions.com and we'll have those dates on there. So you're always, if you're in the area, you are welcome to come to that. Now, the other thing the IRS did with regards to qualified retirement accounts, 401ks, 403bs, 457s, et cetera, and IRAs and SEP IRAs and simple IRAs is they increased the contribution amounts that you are allowed to put in. So in the event you are putting money into a traditional IRA or a traditional Roth IRA, now you're able to put in up to $6,000. If you are 50 or older, you can increase that amount to $7,000. Now, one of the things you want to be aware of with that is you do have to have earnings to be able to contribute that. If you are married and your spouse has earnings, then you will also 
qualify for that. If you have a sponsored 401k plan at where you are working, is that now they increase that by $500. So we can go up to $19,500 in terms of a contribution. If you're over 50, you can now go all the way up to $26,000 in the tax year of 2020. If you happen to be self-employed and you have a SEP IRA, you can contribute up to $57,000. Now, I will let you know, if you have a SEP, you want to be speaking with your accountant, with your CPA, because there are certain calculations that have to be done to get all the way up to that $57,000 number. You want to make sure that you are within those guidelines if you are looking to put that money in. With regards to a simple IRA, which is another uh, small business type company-sponsored plan, is that you can put in $13,500 as contribution. If you are over 50, you can put in $16,500. So those are the new limits that we are looking at for the tax year of 2020 on being able to contribute into any type of qualified retirement account. So 401ks, 403bs, IRAs, SEP IRAs, Roth 401ks, Roth IRAs, etc., so it's real important to make sure you're aware of that uh, those contribution amounts. Now, the other thing we want to be aware of with regards to these qualified retirement accounts, IRAs, et cetera, is what went into law January 1st of 2020. It was very quick. It was part of the spending bill that was approved on December 20th. They slapped this on the back of it, and it's called the SECURE Act. I spoke about this back in May when uh, Congress actually voted 417 to 3 and passed it, went over to the Senate, just kind of hung out there for a while, and then they came back and essentially passed everything that Congress had approved back in May. It's very important now to understand what are the significant things that are happening because of the SECURE Act. So let's go over those real quick right now. So now, as the owner of these accounts, if you are 70 and a half after January 1st of 2020, you now can move your minimum distribution age. That is the age when the IRS comes to you and say, hey, it's time for you to start taking money out of this account and pay taxes on that account, even if you don't need it. That now has gone from 70 and a half to 72. Very significant change there. What opportunities could that present? We're actually going to be talking about that at an upcoming educational workshop at the end of February or March. We sent an email out earlier with regards to that. The other thing that is significant that the SECURE Act did is for your non-spousal heirs to these qualified retirement accounts is what used to be known as the stretch IRA, with very few exceptions now, that is gone. There are some exceptions where you can still utilize that. If you inherit an IRA from a non-spouse now in 2020 and beyond, the stretch IRA is essentially eliminated, and now you have what's called the 10-year rule. What does that mean? That means all of the money that you inherit, where before you got to take smaller distributions based on your age, now all of the money has to be gone within a 10-year period of time. 
that could end up, especially if the monies inherited are significant and are pre-tax, which most of it is, that's out there, is that could create a lot of that money being lost in the form of taxes. So you always hear me talk about understanding which tax bucket your monies are and what potential tax consequences are coming from that. Now you want to be aware of for your heirs that you understand what that is. We are currently working with a CPA and an estate attorney, and we will be uh, having an educational event. We are looking to have it either the end of February or beginning of March to go over specifically what the SECURE Act is going to mean for you and your heirs and understanding now with the SECURE Act, it's going to really change a lot of the strategies we have used in the past because of this 10-year rule. So we're uncovering what those are, and we're going to be going over that at an upcoming educational event. We'll make sure to send that email invite out, and I would highly encourage you, if you're local, to be able to take advantage of that. It is going to change a lot. If you have had other legal work already done, usually people will uh, that have IRAs, they might engage an attorney. You might be looking at different IRA trust or beneficiary trusts that you had created. You want to be reaching out to those estate attorneys that drafted those documents because I'm not an attorney, but my understanding is a lot of the language in there is going to need to change to make sure, again, that there aren't big tax consequences that come about. So real important. So we've went over the Social Security, the different changes that have happened there for 2020, and we've also talked about contribution limits to the different type of IRA and 401k, 403b, qualified retirement plans, and what those look like and what you can put into them. Again, you want to understand what are your options, pre-tax or uh, after-tax, Roth, Uh, Or maybe just after tax, you want to be aware of that. Does my 401k truly offer a Roth 401k option? Where am I putting my contributions? And then what is that going to look like for me on the back end when it's time to start spending that money, which is the fun part. Okay, so let's jump into this because this invariably is a conversation that I have with every single person that comes in to the office, Uh, whether they're looking to engage with us or whether they're a client. And maybe things are changing. They're a client. They've been a client for five, eight, 10 years. And we had a certain date quote of retirement. And when I talk about retirement, I'm talking about, you know, the paycheck is stopping. We're really starting to slow down. Got, kind of got, let's go out and, you know, hit the bucket list and stuff. And what I thought was interesting in the conversations we've been having over the course of the last six and eight months with clients and or prospective clients is that the idea of working past the ideal age of 65 or 66 of retirement is really increasing. And then over the holidays, I read an article that was on CNBC, and and we'll make sure to include the link here, why retiring at 65 could become a thing of the past. And what they showed was in a survey is that for full-time workers, think about this, Their idea of retiring at the age of 65 was about 25% of it. 22% were saying they wanted to retire before 65. But listen to this. For those that were looking to retire after the age of 65, it was 41%. 
12% of the people surveyed. The people that plan to never retire is 12%. That was for full-time workers. For part-time workers, it was 38% plan on working after the age of 65, 19% plan on not retiring. And I've talked about some clients that we have that you know every November I'm talking to them or October, hey, listen, what are we doing next year? Are we looking to retire? Are we not? And for most of the time, it's been that they're continuing to work. And I even think about myself, if I was asked this survey, I don't know that I would answer that I never planned to retire because the other thing we want to think about that is never planning to retire. Are we working full-time or are we working part-time? I can't imagine not doing something. That's just me. So the idea of working past 65, my full retirement age, for instance, with Social Security is 67. I fully plan on being engaged in something, at least on a part-time basis, way past the age of 67. And we find that many clients that have that ideal age of 65 or 66 and they look to retire is that you know, within 12 to 18 or 24 months, they're back doing something at least on a part-time basis. Sometimes it might be just because they want the extra, you know, jangle in their pocket. Many times it's social interaction. They want to get up. They want to have purpose. In some cases, we have clients that are working, you know, 20, 25 hours a week, not really making anything. Sometimes they're just donating their time but it's more of that engagement. And I think what we really want to, what this article is talking about is what is your idea of retirement? I have spoke about this in the past. You want to define what that is. And I had a client talk to me about this a couple years ago, and I thought it was, it was so perfect as to the way that both of them, it was a couple, how they both described retirement was, is that they want to then be able to have the options on doing what they want to do, most importantly, when they want to do it. And you know, in today's world with technology and kind of how the working atmosphere is changing, more people are, you know, working from home, working abroad, coming into the office. I've got one client that's looking to engage in a working opportunity where he only has to be in the office once every other week, then he can work from the house and he can work as much as he wants or as, as little as he wants. I mean, to me, that sounds perfect. You know, but I thought this was interesting because many people are talking about the idea. Usually I get this question, when can I retire? You just tell me based on all these reports and calculations and blah, blah, blah. When can I know that I can, if I want to walk away, boom, I'm gone. And then I show them what that is. And many times they just wanted to know what that is. And then they're going to be working past that for those reasons that I talked about. So think about your own situation. When do I really want to pull the trigger? When do I want to have those options working when I want, where I want, doing what I want to do? I thought this was great. You know, I, I talk to, and many times people will come in, I talk to my kids, um, the different ages that they are, but they're all young, you know, 18 to uh, 21. And it's so far for them, they, they can't even think about it. But they do recognize that their grandparents are retired. They just kind of come and go as they please. And I remember speaking with my son and his idea was, man, I can't ever imagine not doing something. And so, you you know, I think it's something that we really want to make sure that we're taking the time to define what does our retirement look like? What does it look like post-age 60, post-age 65, 70, 75, etc.? I think that is something that you, you know, that will really help you 
give peace of mind. And maybe, you know, then you do the financial calculations to see what that looks like. And then you have, you've gone, you've done your due diligence and now you can recognize what those options look like. Now, here's the next thing I thought was interesting because I've had this conversation about five times over the course of the last probably six, eight months. And the idea is I spoke earlier about, or last week or the last podcast about the idea of relocating within the states to a different state. And if you have the option, especially if you have multiple properties, what makes the most sense? And many times what you're looking at is cost of living. You're looking at um, obviously being where you want to be, tax planning, things of that nature. But what has been happening with some of the people that we have been talking to is, hey, listen, I don't want to be in the States anymore. We are looking to you know, pick up and go somewhere else. I'm not looking to go to Florida. I'm not looking to go to Nevada or Arizona where it's warm. I'm looking to go completely somewhere different. And I found this article I thought was interesting that was um, in Fox News talking about the idea of going abroad, Vietnam, Spain, um, what are some of those I'm looking at it right now? Thailand, Peru, Portugal, Colombia, Malaysia, Ecuador. And one of the things that I, and this is what I have explained to them, is when you start to look to go abroad and you are looking to move there and establish residency there, you're looking at a lot of other questions you need to be asking and getting direction from. I would suggest that you're speaking with a tax attorney and an estate attorney who understand where it is that you are looking to go. Just recently, uh, probably within the last couple of years, we had a client uh, who was from Australia, but they've been in the States for about 40 years. And they had, uh, both the husband and wife had inherited some sizable money that was in Australia. And after doing the due diligence, and when we were looking at it just from a strictly financial view, I had to tell him, listen, I think it makes the most sense for you to go back to Australia with what you've inherited, because if you bring the money over to the States, what we were being advised is there could be some pretty good-sized tax consequences because of the type of money that was moving from, potentially moving from Australia to here. So that's what they did. They're now in Australia. And so you, when you start looking at going abroad, if this is something that you were thinking about, you really want to now, there, there's a whole other really world aspect that you need to be engaging professionals with to make sure you understand all of the different nuances that can come about from moving from the States and moving to wherever it is that you are looking to go. So you just want to make sure that you're engaging the right professionals, then you're not just picking up and going and you understand exactly, you know, where's our money going to come from? How is it going to be taxed as to where we're going? How is uh, uh, the U.S. going to treat our money? What if we're down there? We just talked about working. What if I go down there and I'm working part-time and now I'm earning a little bit of money in my new place of resident? How is America going to, you know, what's the tax system look like there? There's so many different things that you really want to look to engage in to make sure you are getting all of those answers correct and you at least have a good, healthy expectation on what you should be looking at when you make the, that move. So 
I thought that was pretty interesting. We'll make sure to include both of those articles, the links to those articles on the show notes page at smartmoneyquestions.com. So listen, that's all I've got today. I hope this has been helpful. Again, we went over social security changes for 2020. We went over uh, qualified retirement account IRA and Roth IRA contribution limits that have increased for 2020. We also talked about when do you want to retire? What does your retirement look like? Are you looking to work past age 65? Or are you just wanting to look at what the options is? You really want to sit down and write out what does your ideal quote retirement look like. And then off, if you are looking to move abroad, make sure you are engaging the right professionals that understand where that they have experience in where you're looking to go and what's going to be the different um, variables that you want to be aware of in the event you decide to make that move. So listen, everyone, I hope this has been helpful. If you have a question or scenario that you would like for us to address on the show, make sure that you can go right to smartmoneyquestions.com. You can go right to the website, enter it there. You can simply email us at info at smartmoneyquestions.com. If you would like to speak to me personally, you can go right to my online calendar. That is at speakwithmat.com. That's www.speakwithmat.com. Calendar is right there. Availability of times, you can schedule a 15 or 30 minute conference call and I'd be more than happy to jump on a call with you. So listen, everyone, that's all I've got. I hope this has been helpful. We will talk to you soon. Everybody take care. Thanks again. 